Hey, everybody, do you do shopping online? Well, do us a favor and go to d2rpn.com and click our Amazon banner and help out the network. It's going to cost you nothing extra. We get a percentage back from everything that you buy. And uh, you know what? That would be a win, win, win. It's a win for you, win for the network, and a win for Amazon. Um, great prices, uh, everyday savings, and uh, you get what you want, and you're helping us out. So this is kind of like donating, but you get something out of it. It's great. Um, so go do it, d2rpn.com. Uh, there's banners everywhere on the website. Thanks for your support. Undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker. Here is Ryan the Area Man. Hey Dave. Well, hello, Ryan. So let's get into it. Yeah. Right let's away. Let's get into a fight. Oh, wait, you're talking about. I was going to say, I mean, can if you want. Nah. Um. What was the last I told you, update-wise, about Las Vegas massacre shooting? Thing? Oh, Jesus Christ, dude! Who knows? Yeah, there's been so much. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this at you and see if this sounds familiar. Um, Stephen Paddock's three female room guests partially ID'd. Do you know about the three female room guests? Yes. But now they've been partially ID'd. Did you hear about How that? How do they get partially ID'd? No, I haven't. Las Vegas Metro Police Department tries to disguise radio traffic. So, let me read this. It's interesting, bro. Yeah, they disguise radio traffic? Uh, just wait. In the recent weeks of the document releases for the October 1st Las Vegas shooting investigation, um, Laura Loomer, you know who she is? Yeah, that's the one that got kicked out. Yeah. Exclusive reported that reported that revealed Stephen Paddock had three additional guests registered into his room at the Mandalay Bay when he allegedly committed mass murder from the 32nd floor of the Sweden murder in 58. Why do they always have to recap that shit? It drives me nuts. They're hammering home their bullshit narrative. Yeah. Man. Okay. The report showed the entry in the dispatch log released by LVMPD that three females were registered to Paddock's rooms. The names of the females were redacted in the dispatch log report. The most recent document released from the LVMPD this week provides more insight on who these guests were. On Tuesday, July 3rd, the LVMPD's scheduled document issue consisted of three body camera videos and 34 audio files. When first listening to the audio, you would assume that it is 911 call recordings 
as it is chronicled with a constant time and date stamp interruption that matches the time and date stamp logs from all 911 audio recently released. It is also recorded in a call list of 39 recordings. However, both this audio and the files from the previous week's release are recorded radio traffic with the 911 dispatcher's time and date stamp interrupting the broadcast continuously. This week's release included over 19 hours total of radio traffic with the continuous recordings of the time and date stamp occurring on average approximately every 10 seconds or so. That'd be really annoying, wouldn't it? No shit, no shit, no shit, no shit, no shit. No, you're not supposed to do that every 10 seconds. Uh, This constant interruption... No shit. (laughs) Let's not do that. Our listeners will turn it off. No shit. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Proves to be a challenge while trying to listen to the radio traffic, and it is not plausible that this would be how it would be logged or recorded internally with the LVMPD or with the contracted service that hosts the audio files. Despite the challenges presented in sorting through this audio, Laura Loomer was able to identify the radio traffic that matches with the dispatch log showing the three female guests whose names were redacted on the dispatch logs. There's a excerpt that can be heard with the time and date stamp of October 1st at 2300 hours. Um, we could play it, but it's all broken down right here. So let me read it. Oh, I want to hear it because I well, really want to hear the 10 second thing. Well, we can we can play it, but let me read it first. So we are clear what it's saying. Okay. Quote, I've got a couple units in the control room, and they're briefing on the 32nd floor, room 135. Possible suspect, ID, going to be last name, Easy, Adam, David, David, Ocean, Charlie, King. First name, Stephen, with a PH. That is who the room is registered to. Break. Now. Spell that last name again? Yeah. This is what I, so... Easy, Adam, David, David, Ocean, Charlie, King. So The E. Yeah, but E, P, through oh, radio, yeah, they, yeah, right. now, they re- reference it later on in this article. Um, so that's, that's one. Then uh, the next one, quote, There is also three females that are registered to that room. First name, Joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E. Last name, redacted. Second suspect, Laura, last name, redacted. Third subject. Katie, end quote. Next quote. Katie, last name, redacted, checked in on 25th September, scheduled to check out on October 2nd, end quote. It does appear in this broadcast that the last name of Paddock was misrepresented based on the phonetic alphabet usage of the letter E in place of a P. All other information seems to line up with what was reported to be found in the room registration prior to the breach of the room 135. The additional confirmation of these female guests in Paddock's room not only still leaves many questions unanswered, it brings forth even more questions and greater speculation on the investigation. Prior to these names being released, it was left a mystery as to who these additional people may be. The LVMPD nor the FBI has given any indication that there are persons of interest being investigated in particular in additional parties that were any additional parties that were registered to the rooms. There are no witness reports provided thus far that show evidence of interviews with these three identified females or any supporting evidence at all that they were even investigated or detained. There was absolutely zero mention of the additional three female guests in the FIT investigation report that was released by the LVMPD in January. Sheriff Joe Lombardo has empathetically stated that he nor anyone in his department will be providing any interviews or answering any additional questions regarding the Las Vegas shooting investigation, despite appearing in a town hall meeting that recently aired June 26th on the local Las Vegas News Channel 3 KNSV NBC affiliate. This was promoted as a town hall live event, although it was recorded earlier that day and no additional media or public were permitted inside. 
During this two-on-one interview hosted by Channel 3 in Las Vegas, Lombardo did reference Mary Lou Danley, stating there are still some outstanding questions regarding her actions. However, he did not elaborate what those questions were or if they could possibly lead to any charges. There was no mention of any additional parties that were under investigation at all and still no mention of any other females registered to Stephen Paddock's rooms. Given the events of that night, the number of weapons and ammunition found in the room and the ongoing evidence that does support that there were others involved in this massacre, the public has a right to know what actions have been taken to identify these females and if they have been investigated. Who are Joanne, Laura, and Katie? How did they know Paddock? Are they relatives? Where were they during and after the shooting? What were their actions leading up to the night of the shooting? Why were they not disclosed in the LVMPD FIT investigation report? Why does Lombardo and the FBI seem to be hiding this information by omission? Along with these burning, along with the burning questions about these females, the release of this audio should be under serious scrutiny. What was the purpose of releasing as 911 audio? Was it by design? Was the release with the constant interruption a deterrent so most would give up on listening? Will the courts hold them accountable for quality document releases to the public? Despite the difficulty in deciphering this audio, analyzing the body cam footage, read through all previous release witness reports and dispute dispatch logs, Big League Politics will continue to provide detailed updates for the public to ensure information is provided with full disclosure on what transpired the night of Las Vegas shooting. You want to hear it real quick? Yes. We'll play a few. It's going to be really annoying, but... It's only a minute long. Yeah. When it plays here. If it plays. It's loading. Mm-hmm. Turn my audio up. It's still loading. Wonder why it's taking so long to load. Okay. Play? Can can you play? Sorry, Dave, you don't get to hear it. Okay. Moving on, then. For some reason, it's not. It's just doing that spin thing over and over and over again. Now it has an X on the screen all of a sudden. Huh. It's almost like it. the video was removed from the web site to hear or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's no longer there. I wonder if they removed it because it's so um, revealing, maybe? All right. Now, um, so concerning those three females, Laura, Joanne, and Katie. Katie, mm-hmm. Here's another article. Ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Headline, three women taken into police custody behind CVS on night of October 1st shooting. Who were the three women taken into custody behind CVS on the night of the October 1st shooting? Three women taken into police custody behind the CVS located at 3758 South Las Vegas Boulevard on the night of October 1st shooting sometime after the attack on the Route 91 venue had subsided. The entire arrest was captured by Air Force FLIR thermal imaging camera as the three female subjects were placed in handcuffs and detained curbside. Um, now, I can show you, Dave, but these pictures um, from the FLIR camera. It's interesting. 
Uh, uh, then it, so it has some pictures, and it says, Additionally, a sleeping barefoot bum was awoken by officers who approached while exercising caution. They have flare cameras of, or images of that. The bum was alive and well. The identities of three women are unknown. Gunshots were reported in the area. You can view the entire arrest in the following aerial footage released by the LVMPD on Wednesday. So this I want to pull up for you because maybe you can watch the video. Yeah. Um, and then I'll show you these pictures. So let's see. Las Vegas shooting. So this is a home. You can go ahead and type that in. Las Vegas shooting dash LVMPD release. Oops. Let's see here. Interesting. Which one is this now? It's not, uh, I don't know which one this is. Type in FLIR. It's 30 minutes and 12 seconds long. Bet you it's this one. Or that one. No, it's probably this one. And the video starts 13 minutes in. So... Let's see if we can get this. There we go. Wow, isn't that weird? Yeah. Is the audio not working for this? It might not have audio. Yeah. Audio's all the way up, but... Well, this is going to be great for the listeners. Yeah. So... Blow it up full screen, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Can you rewind it just a smidge? No. Oh. Hang on. How far? Um, when it goes to the front of the Mandalay Bay. The Mandalay Bay will be on the left-hand side. It looked like you could see flashes. It might have just been... Hold on. Oh, it was just, it was just reflections. Okay. It looked like muzzle flashes at first with a reflection of the lights. Well, it's weird because you could probably see somebody running across the fucking roof if... Remember we read that yeah. one article? Yeah. If they had it, but I'm sure you wouldn't see that video. And what time is it now? It is... I don't know. What is that? It's got grainy. Now it's not flare anymore. Well, this is it. Okay, so here's the... There's one. There's the other one sitting there. Yeah. And the other one's way the fuck over there. Why would she not run? I mean, yeah, they've got a gun on her, but she could easily fucking run. Well, they would cha- They would get her Yeah. pretty quick. Um, so, yeah, what they, they got her walking to the side, and she's probably going to lay down, and they're probably going to apprehend her. No, they'll go up to her like to do the other one. Oh, yeah. Why, what is this guy? Oh, looking for more people or something? Oh, there's their shit right there. Look like. Yeah. They're looking for more people? Maybe. Trying to look underneath the cars and shit. Good shot. Why, see, why is it switch back into that? I don't know. I wonder if that's done by design, too. To, like, fuck with the... Uh, 
think they were trying to see in the back of the truck, see if there's anybody laying there. Maybe. Where are the cops going? Oh, there's the bum sleeping. So basically, they're, in this article, there's still images of these things. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the actual video of it. Right. Um, Dude, he looks dead, doesn't he? He does. Oh, he's got no shoe, shoes on. Their shoes are right next to him. Yeah. Oh, he's barefoot, though. He's yeah. got his shoes off. He's mm-hmm. resting. Well, yeah, I'd be sleeping through this, too. Well, they're making their way to him now. That's crazy. So I guess the question is, who the fuck are these three females that got arrested? Obviously, we, we, we would assume the bum's got nothing to do with anything. He's just a bum mm-hmm. sleeping. But And then why is there no reports of these three women getting arrested? What are their names? Why isn't there anything on them? And could they be the, the three that were from the fucking room? <laughs> he kicked them. You know? Yeah. Could you imagine waking up to fucking cops in your face with guns drawn? Uh, that would be weird. But it, it would be weird that your life has gotten to that point, too. <laughs> yeah. So, allegedly, maybe these are the three women? I mean, I think it's it's just another piece. Yeah. Why are there no reports of those three women being right. booked or anything i mean is it possible they weren't booked they were just what were they doing back there you know what i mean I, I, they didn't who knows all they're saying is that uh they were there and you know gunshots were reported in that area i, I don't know it, to me it's interesting it's just uh, one more little speck of of stuff. I could watch this shit all day, dude. So could I. Especially the it's, 30 minutes and 12 seconds of it. It's it's pretty interesting. To, I just wish it had sound. You know? I think that would be cooler. Whoa. Look at that. Wow. It's like... Uh, so there's Excalibur. It's weird Excalibur. seeing this in a different perspective. Vegas. Yeah. So now they're flying actually towards the shooting. Because there's Luxor. Yeah. And the concert's right here. Yeah. And there's like nobody around. Oh, wait. The concert's further out. A little bit further out. Oh. Come on. Get over there, fucker. So, wait. Now we're at. This is Mandalay Bay, no? I think so. Right here? No, that's something else. What is that? Well, anyways, no, this is uh, this is something else. This is that mall or something. I don't know. Whatever that is, I'm surprised that they don't have the FLIR footage of the carnival or not carnival of the uh, event, the festival. They would never put that out because it'd show all these motherfuckers shooting on the ground and other helicopters probably shooting. Um. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyways, uh, let's see something else on Vegas here. Get all this out of the way. Um, 
Um, in our post-truth world, even the truth tell this this article is um, Las Vegas loose chips. Okay. It's also a video tied to it, but I'll read the article. Maybe we can put that video up. Uh, even the truth tellers can be slipped up with the deceit being so pervasive. I am now left with more questions than ever about the Las Vegas shooting. We don't have to agree with this presentation, but the narrator makes a very strong case that this entire event was a hoax. If the YouTuber called HDRCFX Cornwall is to be believed, he is a UK-US dual citizen who says he's using text-to-voice technology for narration because he suffered a brain hemorrhage last year, which left him partially paralyzed and unable to speak clearly. This video includes never-before-seen footage during the Las Vegas shooting of people fleeing in terror at Caesars Palace, Planet Hollywood Hooters, and the Bellagio. He has done a great job of matching publicly released documents and audio from the LVMPD with video from various sources. Together, these paint a starkly different picture of what happened in Vegas on the night of October 1st, 2017, from what has been widely reported, both in the mainstream media and by the alternative media, including by me up to this point. Considering the large number of casualties, HDRFX Cornwall was not surprised when ISIS claimed responsibility for the attack. However, the media outlets insisted that and police confirmed that Stephen Paddock was the lone gunman who had fired over a thousand rounds of automatic fire. HDRFC Cornwall says the first discrepancy was found uh, when photographs of Paddock's room showed no more than 50 empty shells. Had Paddock been the lone shooter responsible for all the horrible carnage, there should have been hundreds upon hundreds of empty shell casings in his room. There were thousands of calls placed to 911 and police audio accounts of multiple gunmen and very loud close-range gunfire from practically every resort and hotel along the two-mile Las Vegas Strip. Um, from LVMPD Audio, quote, There's one coming in, 2306 hours, shooter at the front desk of New York, New York, and there's approximately 150 subjects shattered, sheltered in place inside the kitchen area. There, are two sh- there and two shots were fired on the casino floor. There are several subjects down at New York, New York. Okay, I'm getting information of active shooter at Tropicana. Now they're all saying one at Aria. There's a 413, which is police code for person with a gun, at Paris. Can we get contact with Planet Hollywood? We're getting reports of possible some some shots there. At Bellagio employee entrance, there's a male walking in with a rifle, possibly a white male in black T-shirt. The long rifle is going into the nightclub. Be advised, there's possibly three females at the trash area on the CVS who look likely? It says who look likely possibly have weapons in their hands. That's the uh, ones we just talked about. Right. Okay. End of the quotes. So those are all pieces from nine one calls, little snippets. Remember we went through those. Right. A handful of weeks ago. All right. The LVMPD later dismissed all of the above reports and asserted that there were no casualties from these incidents. However, the hundreds of resort customers seen in these videos were all detained around until around four a.m. So how can you dismiss all of these reports? These are reports people are just randomly fucking calling bullshit on all this stuff or misseeing things that aren't what it is or what is it? Well, how can you have that many people reporting all these different things and it not be? Well, it's, they, they broke the first rule. What happens if Vegas stays in Vegas? It was in Vegas. So it stays there. They can't talk about it. That's why they dismissed it and say it's bullshit. But even in Vegas, they're not talking about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, dude. I don't know how they can dismiss it, honestly. it's If you were in Vegas and saw something, and you called in on a report, and then they said, no, that's bullshit, without ever having asked you or whatever, or they brought you in, talked to you, and then said, 
Now, Dave, that's not what you saw. We don't know what you saw, but that's not that's what not it was. It, yeah. Now, this is like what they did with Kennedy. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say, like the, the lone gunman. Like, yeah. Anytime they use the word the lone gunman, there's obviously more than pe- one person because they focus on the fact that they were a lone gunman. Yeah, so and they should wasn't. just stop saying lone gunman. But they're not smart enough because they're trying to hide it, just like we talked about in the last episode. It's they so try and hide stupid, in plain sight. Though. Why? Because there's so many people that God. believe them. They're, How could people be so stupid, though? Do people swear by that shit? They're, oh, yeah, Las Vegas, man. Stephen Pack was the only No, there's no way he was the only guy. Oh, helicopters, that's bullshit. Why? Because they told you it was bullshit? Because I, I just had this conversation with, with a new guy at work, and I was talking to him about the podcast and whatnot. I told him about th- you know, Think Tank and stuff, what we do. I was like, like Vegas. He's like, what do you bought it? I was like, it's full of bullshit. What, nobody died? I mean, I don't, I'm not saying nobody died. I'm saying Stephen Paddock was not the shooter, and I don't think he even fired a shot. How can you say that? You weren't there. I know people that were there. I'm like, oh, I'm sure you do. Everybody knows somebody, but you don't actually truly know somebody. You know somebody that knows somebody. Right, and I was like, here's the thing. Um, they're telling you what they're allowed to tell you. I was like, they they probably saw a lot more shit, but they're not allowed to talk about it. I'm sure there's some type of gag order. Everyone signed it or was given a gag order. And it's like a federal offense that they fucking do it because Homeland Security fucking issued it. For so many years. They yeah, talk they're not going to talk about it. And if they do, they'd be killed. Yeah, and I was like, look at the people that supposedly were witnesses that have shown up dead now. People that were tweeting shit that happened. They're dead now. Mm-hmm. Girl was, what, 22 or some shit, and she mysteriously had a heart attack? What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Yeah, and, I'll, and nobody else is coming out with anything Ever that since was then. there. Yeah. yeah, because they've made their examples Yeah, out of the, the, the right. four or five that were that all randomly just died weird ways. Mm-hmm. Such bullshit. All right, the article continues. Although the FBI had requested that everybody turn in their phones, more and more videos were uploaded to the Internet, and some of them showed some very unexpected scenes. Some of the crowd's behavior seemed unnatural, while some people seemed panic and ducked for cover, others seemed totally disinterested. A segment of the famous taxi driver footage is shown that I'd never seen before. Most of us have seen the part where the driver was alone, describing the automatic gunfire from the driveway at Mandalay Bay. Now we see that this taxi picked up some concert attendees, one apparently with a broken leg. The passengers are initially insistent that they be taken to the Luxor Hotel, but then decided that any nice hotel will do. Why not a hospital? For the duration of most of the video, a driver had appeared to be driving with one hand and taking video with the other, until she takes a sharp corner and we notice that the driver used both hands to maneuver the car. Clearly, someone was behind her filming the whole time. Was that our taxi chick? Yeah. Weird, right? I didn't catch that. I have previously ignored claims by many that the Las Vegas shooting was a hoax where nobody died because I've spoken to those who have friends and family who were there and whose stories unanimously state that there were multiple shooters. This is the first time that I have seen footage that strongly suggests that at least some of the scenes in Las Vegas appear to have been crisis training exercises. Many good examples are shown, including a few of what clearly what are clearly rubber dummies or tactical operation m- mannequins, as seen in other hoaxes and false flags over the years. Notable as well, almost no victims were taken to the hospital by ambulance. Most were taken by pickup trucks. The narrator offers his best guess for the motivations of such massive chicanery. Quote, I believe at this stage of my investigation it was a propaganda designed to primarily target red state Americans and specifically the Second Amendment. 
It was hoped that such an attack would cause such disgust and anger that people would voluntarily give up their rights and also turn them against Constitution-supporting patriotic Americans. They did this under the cover of provisions afforded them in the Smith-Munt Modernization Act of 2012, which allows for the first time for State Department and government propaganda to be targeted at Americans. HDRCFX Cornwall investigated this and many other aspects of this troubling case in much greater detail in several other videos, including a discussion of evidence suggesting that the Las Vegas Horror Show was to be far greater in scale, but that something caused them to abandon those plans. Hmm. Quote, we also postulate that the Smith-Munt Modernization Act not only allows them to create this kind of propaganda, but also attempts to control the reaction to it through the news media, the Internet and social networks, and video-sharing websites and their comment sections promoting ridiculous theories about attack helicopters, Saudi Arabian snipers trying to kill a Royal Plants, MS-13 gangs, ISIS, multiple gunmen, or the really crazy idea about an old man in his hotel room. <laughs> That's the article. Now for the video, huh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that whole taxi. So we see here, we see that one clip of the video of her, and then she drives through, and then we can't see that flash with the whole gun thing with mm-hmm. the, and then that theory of the guy how he could have got out of there and all that right. makes a lot of sense. But they're saying that the video continues on. Then she picks somebody up, these people up. They want to go to the Luxor, and then they say any nice hotel, and then it's assumed that she's driving with one hand filming in the other but at one point you see two hands turning the wheel well who the fuck's holding the camera then so it's almost as though that whole thing was bullshit well what's a whole new interesting thing on this man let's hypothetically say she's in a taxi with plexiglass between her and the back right let's let's go with a regular yellow fucking cab taxi well in the video okay so but you have to when she's first filming, or assumed to be filming, there there's no plexiglass there. No, there you wouldn't be. see it. I'm saying behind her would be plexiglass. Maybe there's a GoPro mounted behind her. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but she's turning the phone. You know what I mean? Remember, I she's out remember the window, and then all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, okay, you're right, you're right. I remember that now. It was no, like, It wasn't weird... a stationary. Right. She's yeah, okay. moving it. Yeah, you're right. I You'd be able to tell if it was a... Yeah, I forgot. Trying to pull up. I don't know. This is as much as I got from the... Yeah, this right here. I think this is it. This is what it looks like. This is interesting because you're seeing a different perspective of yeah. People up by the stage aren't moving. No. Mm-hmm. 
are the people running back there? Yeah, they're looking by the stage. Not many people are moving by the stage. Now there. A little bit. People on the left aren't going anywhere. Uh-uh. Some people are starting to go towards the back. I wish this video inside the video was it there? No, I wish that the one with the, the the inside video would show where that person's roughly at at this whole time where they're oh, moving yeah. to, so you had a perspective. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! <laughs> oh nice. Well, so far. In the rooftop video, it kind of negates anybody on, in the festival shooting. I haven't seen any muzzle flash anywhere. You know? From, like, on the ground? Yeah. I wonder if that's why it zoomed in right there, though. That wasn't a natural zoom. Yeah. That was done post. Where are you guys at? Where are you at? I bet you anything. I'm already out. That video was fucked with when it was released. To zoom in at that moment. To disguise shooters on the ground. Meet me back at the hotel right now. All right. All right, go, go, go. And now all of a sudden it's back out. Now it's going back in. That's that's not like that's actually on the camera itself at that moment. Think so? Yeah, cause going by how it's zooming and stuff. Yeah, that's controlled by someone. See how it's panning now? You can't pan it if you zoom in. Sure you can. There's obviously somebody down there, right in the middle. Mm-hmm. They're all holding hands. <laughs> so they don't lose their group. Yeah. There's not even a big group of people there, though. That's what I'm trying to say. People act weird during situations. Yeah. It's weird because some people are just walking. Yeah. Other people are running. Right. And there are people going in every direction. And, yeah. and that's another weird thing. It's like, why? Why are people running and other people are just walking? It makes me right. wonder about the people that are just walking. It's like they know. It, the, yeah, they know they're getting paid to fucking just walk. 
or that they know they're not going to get shot or something. Right. About that bitch just standing there, walking slow with her fucking hooker boots. Mm-hmm. There's a cop. Maybe not. It looked like it at first. Maybe she's at the fanny pack. Yeah. Yeah. said they were shooting from the top of the hotel. See, the, how would they know that? Right. It's like a narrative that got passed really fast. Stay down! Stay down! Stay down! Down! Hmm. Like those people are just walking. The other thing, too, is let's just hypothetically say if this is the rooftop is being controlled by someone, why are they not scanning the whole crowd? You know what I mean? Why is it zoomed down on just there? But at the top there, I think, is the trailer that we had people getting on top of. Remember that? Yeah. Well, I don't know. But I've been kind of looking. I haven't seen anybody get on top of it yet, either. I want I want them to go back out wide on this shot here again. Just enough, like it started. I mean, it's an interesting shot. Yeah. Oh, it's a different perspective that we've not seen before. Right. Right. No. And it's crazy still how many people are leaving, like running out, or just strolling, just walking. Like, if people were actually look at shooting, that guy walking back in, pointing to people to go somewhere else. Yeah, like, where the fuck are these people running from? Where did they come from? They just came out of nowhere. Yeah, all these people right here are, are like, just out of nowhere, right? They were, like, they're hiding in this thing, and then all they're all just going. I don't... It's weird, dude. And that person's crawling, though. But even in this... You can still hear gunshots. Yeah, as even in this video, you can hear how far away it is. Well, we're hearing audio from the video in the right. video. No, I know, I know. And we're seeing... So this guy's further away now. Look at all these fucking people. Where are they coming from? Where are you guys at? It kind of looks like they're coming from downstairs or something, doesn't it? Like underneath, but it's a yeah. parking lot. Yeah, I know. But doesn't it look like they just keep emerging like they are coming from underneath something? Doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of weird, dude. I mean, if you look right down here, all these people are coming from, like, by the stage. Yeah. Up and around, maybe. More gunshots. That one just got shot. Like, people are laying down. They're laying down. They're getting down. Which is dumb because they're actually more of a target than... Yeah, it'd be easier to hit somebody that's not moving. Yeah. And you're laid down all sprawled out. If you're standing up, you're just a straight line up. What the fuck is this guy doing? Which one? This one. Did you see him like... No, I was looking at the people down by the this underground staircase. Or maybe we got shot in the leg. Watch here for... Hang on. Watch, watch right in here. This. Oh, wait. There he is. Hang on. Watch him somewhere. Anyway. 
I don't know where he starts from. Right here. He's like limping or whatever, and then boom. He's like holding on to something. Yeah. And then he fucking fell, but then he's like limping off. Oh, it's kind of weird. Oh, he's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> I don't know, dude. See, they are coming from downstairs, dude. This is stairs right here. Rewind a little bit. See how they're walking up? No, they're crouched down. They're getting up. I don't know. They're like know. crouched down. Maybe. These people are running just, from the stage. The stage is over here. Yeah, I know. It just looked like they were fucking getting up. Maybe it is. Maybe they're fucking crouched down. I didn't see them crouched down. Think, think about it. if you're if the. And then it's just the barricades around it. I get from it. the per, the the shooting supposedly coming from the similar direction of where this camera's at. Right. So you would crouch down behind that because you're not going to get hit. And then when you think it's finally safe, you then you run. Right. I get it. How many people died? 50? 58. I don't see a single body on there. Yeah, and what about all those pictures where we see all these bodies strewn about that are dead, supposedly? Makes you wonder, dude, because there was that one that they had in the center here that they picked up and carried out, but I've not seen anybody else laying there. Well, there's someone laying right over here. And why are they still zoomed in on it? Right, right right there, there's someone laying there. Right here? Yeah. They're moving now, but yeah. If they legit got shot, I'd be pissed that my friends and family left me there. Looks like these, well, they're not. Is that somebody, that's somebody laying there, right? Or sitting there? Yeah, I think so. This guy's. Oh, now he's being attended to. Help her up. Maybe she was just drunk. She's walking fine. Yeah. Oh, here comes the one guy running to this person's attention. Yeah, I definitely, if you are interested, go to YouTube and type in Las Vegas rooftop and first shots synced. Watch that video. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. I don't know. I wonder what the mystery of the first shots is. Because it looks like the same type of video. It's all this same guy, Mr. Visual. Yeah. The interest in the Las Vegas shooting is dwindling, but here's one more video, this time on the subject of the first shots. In this video, we'll first discuss the claim that the topmost shot into the fuel tank was impossible, then we'll introduce the supersonic crack problem, and, finally, we'll present some random bits and pieces. Okay. This is the impossible shot, Dave. An often repeated claim is that the topmost shot at the fuel tank was impossible. According to this claim, the bullet could not clear the overhanging lip of the tank. This was huh? recently illustrated in a video showing a physical recreation. The rope is set to 20. That bullet path will not clear that lip. This claim is closely linked to the question of the caliber of weapon used for the fuel tank shots. We'll try to answer this question. To figure it out, 
let's start in the most obvious place, the forensic marker left by the investigators near the bullet hole. Up close, we can see that it contains a photo scale, that is a pattern of black and white thin rectangles, used as a measurement reference in forensic photos. It's not very legible, but we can figure it out. Some of such references use inches, some centimeters, but either way, they follow certain rules. The base unit, either an inch or a centimeter, must be marked. Occasionally, smaller units can be included, such as half centimeters or quarter inches, but only in addition to the already marked base units. Since there are no subunits in the fuel tank photo, we know that the reference rectangles are either one centimeter or one inch long. Given that the bullet hole is only a bit smaller than one rectangle, the scale is unlikely to be in inches. We can confirm this. Note that each photo scale has the name of the basic unit near the zero point, either cm for centimeter, or the word inch. In the photo, given the orientation of the label, the unit is not very legible. If we rotate the picture, it becomes clearer. We can't make out the second character, but we can see only two characters, and the first one is a C. This means we're dealing with centimeters. This lets us estimate that the caliber was probably 308, or NATO 762. Because we can correlate this to the dimensions of the angle iron lip, we can get an independent confirmation from a high-res photo of the fuel tanks. There, we can check the width of the lip against the known dimensions of the fuel tank. The results support the forensic reference label. Knowing the dimensions, we can now reconstruct the bullet path in 3D, in relation to Paddock's suite and the overhanging lip. We can verify that in fact the bullet would have cleared the lip. Given its proximity to the lip, it is indeed a somewhat unique impact point, but nothing about it is impossible. The closest distance between the bullet and the lip is about 0.8 inch. The angle of the bullet path is only about 8 degrees. Apparently, when judging the angle, most people intuitively underestimate the distance between the hotel and the tanks, and overestimate Paddock's elevation. Much more puzzling is the supersonic crack issue. It's often assumed that at least some of the initial single shots were aimed at the fuel tanks. The problem is, that given the size of the supersonic cylinder described in the past, shots fired at the fuel tanks wouldn't produce a supersonic crack in the festival area. As it is, all of the initial shots are accompanied by supersonic cracks somewhere in the festival area, though not necessarily in all recording locations at the same time. Let's compare the supersonic cracks and three high-quality recordings of the initial shots. One thing to notice, is that cracks drop off at the location furthest away from the shooter. This means that the bullet path was angled away from that location during these shots. But the key observation is that all shots produce a supersonic crack somewhere in the festival area. This suggests that none of them were aimed at the tanks, since, as mentioned before, shots aimed at the tanks wouldn't produce a supersonic crack over the festival grounds. We actually know that at least two of the initial shots were aimed at the audience. First, Listen to this interview with a concert goer. Everything started for me when I heard one single loud bang right behind me, and I was in the VIP suites. 
and I turn around and look and I see that someone has fallen and, but I know that I saw a woman fall with the correlation of that first shot. There's also a report of another video showing a person hit by the initial rounds, but only audio is played. During these initial shots, there was a man who was shot and killed only feet away from witness 10. Let me just play a few seconds of the audio for you. So what are the possible explanations? Perhaps the fuel shots happened at a different time. The single shots we've looked at are near the end of the song Any Old Bars Tool. There may be single shots earlier than that, buried in the song or before it, with no cracks heard on the festival grounds. Or perhaps the tank shots happened later, when Paddock fired single rounds aimed at cops. Or as may be the case, during the final two rounds. Perhaps the fuel tanks were hit by the bump stock volleys. This is unlikely. Press reports say that the rounds that hit the fuel tanks were of the incendiary type and no such rounds were reported in the festival area. One viewer proposed a theory, in which he suggests that the reason the supersonic cracks fade in and out in the festival area, is not because the cracks fade out sideways from the bullet path, but in front of the bullet impact. That is to say, he claims there is no cylinder around the bullet path, only a wide region that terminates at the end of the path. This could explain why we hear supersonic cracks from the fuel tank shots in the festival area, except this theory is wrong. Mm -hmm. Firstly, we can read the research papers from the developers of professional gun detection systems. This paper, by the company Shot Spotter, clearly specifies the supersonic range as 30 to 50 meters or 100 to 165 feet from the bullet path. Secondly, the theory that you cannot hear the supersonic crack in front of a bullet hit is false, as shown in this video. This video was taken from the top of the VIP lounge, on the opposite side from Mandalay Bay. From the timing, we know this is the first automatic round at the very beginning of the shooting. This means that the entire audience is still in front of us. The crowd is just beginning to flee, and there are no people on the street behind us. This means that the shooter is aiming at the area before us. Virtually all the shots we hear are accompanied by supersonic cracks, which means you can hear the supersonic cracks in front of bullet hits. In the previously cited interview, the concert-goer asked an interesting question, why did Paddock start out with single shots, if he planned to use automatic fire? Why would anybody switch their guns like that and try to scare off a bunch? If, if you're going hunting, you're not going to shoot off a single shot and, like, scare your prey. Yeah, if you're, trying, you're to... trying to kill thousands of people, which this guy was obviously going for, you know, maximum kills. Yeah. Why would you use a non-automatic weapon and then switch to an automatic weapon? It an often given answer is that Paddock was firing test shots to gauge the bullet drop. It's possible, but if Paddock planned to spray the venue with random fire, figuring out the exact drop seems to make little difference. Yeah, he wouldn't care. A more disturbing answer may lie in Paddock's mind. As a mass shooter, he may have had two separate goals. One, to derive dark pleasure from watching through a scope a person being hit. Two, to maximize the body count. This guy was obviously going for, you know, maximum kills. Note that these two goals are in conflict with each other. If you're gonna spray a venue with random rounds, you won't see individual people being hit. Mm -hmm. 
you can compromise and satisfy these two goals, if you fire a few shots with a scope, before widespread panic sets in, then switch to automatic fire for the body count. And now a few random bits and pieces that turned up in the research. Here's a demonstration showing how hard it is to light liquid jet fuel using a flame. All right, so first on the docket is jet fuel. And let's do this. Ah. There we go. Oh, but Dave, That's jet fuel projected on two towers. Yeah. Can't even fucking light it on fire, hardly. Here's an interesting but claustrophobic visit to the interior of an airplane fuel tank. To my right, there's another access panel. So there's two entries. And to behind me, there's another to go further back. So all this is inside of a fuel tank that sits there. It's like there's multiple layers or something. Uh, didn't you say inside a jet fuel tank? That's oh, a jet. Is that, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Well. I don't know, dude. So... Las Vegas thing's just getting, it's just... Watch the video that I sent you since we're on Vegas. From... Facebook. The book? Yeah. I, like I said, I haven't seen it. I just saw that and wanted you to see it, so I sent it to you. Come on. Okay. This one? Yeah. Okay. There we go. New video shows officers waiting in hallway during Las Vegas massacre. Attorney, we've only scratched the surface. Okay. Play. Motherfucker. What's it doing? There we go. It's loading. Of course. Probably got a fucking ad. says skip add in five and it said that for ten it's a great fucking website do I have to fucking I don't know what's going on hang on we're gonna skip the ad here right meow It has been many months since the mass shooting in Las Vegas, the largest in modern American history. Even now, new information, for some reason, continues to trickle out. Key information. Newly released video shows Las Vegas police waiting in the hallway at the Mandalay Bay Hotel, even as Stephen Paddock continues to murder people below. The obvious question is, why is this footage coming out now, and why did the police not act for several minutes. Catherine Lombardo is an attorney representing some of the victims of the shootings, and she joins us tonight. Catherine, thank you for coming yes, so. on. Um, so you. the first question is, why are we finding this out now? This seems like a central piece of information in the story. 
Because the court ordered the Las Vegas Metro Police Department to release all of this video footage, and pursuant to court order, they are uh, releasing it piece by piece uh, over the last couple of months. And as you know, yesterday we received oh about a dozen videos and uh, many more audio videos uh, showing Look at the time mostly on that, police officer body-worn camera uh, footage. It's fascinating. It right is there. also More very, time. very upsetting. Um, it shows the extremeness of the event and the trauma because that they filmed everyone it the next there, day the 22,000 people after the fact. Uh, who were there, mm -hmm. have suffered. You know, interesting, in that video, I've been in that very hallway, in the stairwell, uh, at the door. Yeah, the video uh, shows 5.42 a.m. on, on the next day. Just some months ago. And so technically it was the after the fact. It's almost like, oh, we had this event, this now we just need to go back and get some extra footage. was on mm -hmm. the 31st floor, not the 32nd floor. And he was there for many, many moments. What we find interesting is that the Mandalay Bay security officer who was with that particular uh, police officer before the shooting started and raced through the casino floor and raced up the elevators with him, this particular Mandalay Bay security guard said that he was on the 32nd floor with that particular officer in the video on the 31st floor. This Mandalay Bay after. security manager told the FBI on nine separate occasions in his interviews that he was certain he was with this officer Hendricks on the 32nd floor. So we already knew that this officer Hendricks was on the 31st floor, but it wasn't until yesterday when all of that video was released that we finally got confirmation that something is wrong, something's amiss. This whole thing, it's just the tip of the iceberg. We've only scratched the surface. It's unbelievable. This is the second time mm -hmm. in several months we've seen armed police officers stand there while a mass murder takes place. I'm very sympathetic to cops. I think they take a lot of crap, but I think we deserve an As explanation for why this keeps happening. As am I. And, Catherine, and thank just you. one last thought on that. Um, I have a client whose spouse was shot and killed inside the venue during the 12th and final burst of gunfire. And I just want to put yeah. that out there because had they been able right. to, well, I mean, can you shooting, imagine? Unfortunately, we're out of time, but but I hope our I hope our audience thinks about that. How would you like that? Was your I mean? Thank you. Yeah, meditate. Thank I think it's bullshit. I wish I would have saw it earlier, but yeah, the fucking date on there is wrong, and the time. Yeah, it's uh, okay. So, but there's been a lot of that. Um. There's been a lot of the wrong date and times on some of these videos. It's like, mm -hmm. like the body cams and things are all the wrong date and time too. It's weird. Yeah, it makes you wonder. Now, is that done on purpose? Is all these just fucking set up the wrong way? I mean, what are we doing? It's you know all I mean? staged. It's all bullshit. It's all after the fact. They, they had to watch all the video that they had, and then they had to go the next day and recreate similar stuff. But, but just I don't even narrative. think that's I don't even think that's what it is, dude. I think I, I I think they probably recreated a lot of stuff and are releasing that. But are they putting the wrong date and times in in post to fuck with us to make us think, or or does that give them like an out? You know what I mean? All right, so let's say this event happens. Me and you are put behind this thing. All right, they've. Mm -hmm. 
Somebody comes to us, George Soros, let's say, we're going to do this event in Vegas. We want Ryan and Dave to direct it. Okay. So, but now it's going to be an actual event. Well, we're going to give you all this footage and all this shit. And we need you to, if you need to reshoot something, whatever, you just need to let, let, let us know. We'll get everybody together. We'll do whatever. And then this whole thing goes down. We're in a fucking editing room somewhere. We start getting all this footage, and we're like, all right, well, this is the narrative they want to tell. And we need to start releasing stuff. We have months to do it. We have a year to do this, two years, whatever. We have all the time in the world. But we need certain things to be recreated. But we need to, once we start releasing some footage, we need that to be doubt. So let's put the wrong fucking date on it. Let's put the wrong time on it, too, so it doesn't make any sense. We want to confuse. We want to continue to confuse, but yet release the, the thing, because then you can have one group saying, see this footage of the cops are not doing anything. And then this other person over here saying, well, it's not even the right fucking date and time. And then this person over here will say, oh, well, they didn't program it the right way the first time. Why would you do that? I bet you the whole thing is bullshit. Yeah. All this fucking footage, I bet you, is probably, like you said, been recreated, but it's not been recreated at the date and times that they're showing on there. That's all just a diversion to get people to to speculate. And it's a possibility. That's what we're doing. I don't know, dude. It, it seems fishy. Since we're on Vegas, let's let's continue, yeah, continue on, on Vegas. Because there's more. What? Yeah, there's But a, it's all so straightforward. There's, there's a lot that... I had accumulated of updates because mm-hmm. we haven't done one in a while, so we're going to do a full Vegas episode, I guess. Okay. Um, new body camera footage has been released from the first officers on the scene of the Las Vegas shooting in October 2017, and it reveals that the security guard who was reportedly uh, suspect Stephen Paddock's first victim believed he was shot by a pellet gun and did not have any visible wounds. Jesus Campos, remember him? Really? A security guard at Mandalay Bay made headlines initially because he was reportedly the only witness who saw Paddock open the door of his hotel room on the 32nd floor and shoot at least 200 rounds out into the hall. Yet, ironically... Still don't see any pictures or video of that. There's no uh, pictures of all these rounds hitting anything mm-hmm. in the hall. I, I find that fascinating. It'd be a lot to repair at the fucking hotel as opposed to a few doors um, and some windows. Days after the shooting, International Union President David Hickey claimed that Campos was shot in the right thigh when he approached Paddock's room on 32nd floor during the Las Vegas mass shooting. And a GoFundMe page claimed that Campos was shot through the door while on random patrol as a security officer. It was random. Uh, the story changed a number of times, and Campos went from being a random casualty to the first victim of the shooting, who was reportedly shot once in the leg once Paddock opened the door to his room and fired at least 200 rounds into the hall in his direction. The newly released body camera footage published by the Las Vegas Review-Journal shows Campos after his encounter with Paddock and with the exception of what looks to be a small trickle of blood on his leg, he does not appear to have just been shot. You got that video? I think it's on this thing. I want to see that. I want to see what he looks like if that's the real Juan Campos that we saw. Well, I'm sure. Jesus. But it it would be... This would all have been fucking probably reshot once they picked their actor and threw his ass on fucking Ellen. While the initial reports claim that Campos was shot in his right thigh, he has his pants rolled up on his left leg and is motioning to it as if to show that it it was where he was injured. Quote, I don't know if it's a pellet or a twenty-two. end quote, Campos told the officer. It's always interesting when uh, they have an injury and they fuck it up. Like uh, when John McCain had something wrong with his 
his left foot, but he's wearing the cast on the right. Kind of <laughs> makes no sense. Well, when I hurt my, my left hand, I usually wear a cup to, <laughs> oh. to make sure that my left hand is okay. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that you wouldn't grab your dick with your left hand. Yeah, because I'm right-handed, so I would well, definitely yeah, do it with I my mean, left. Like, yeah. It just feels we're doing it now. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it totally makes sense, though. That's what I thought. That's what I do. That's what you're supposed to do. Narrative, Dave, narrative. Yeah. Uh, while Campos does appear to walk with somewhat of a limp, his assertion that he was shot with a pellet seems much more accurate than the claim he was shot with an actual bullet, which would likely have made him unable to walk, would have left a noticeable wound, and would have caused significant pain. The two other men standing with Campos when the officers arrive appear to be either security personnel or Mandalay Bay employees, and they do not seem to be concerned at all about the fact that Campos was just shot. The officers appear to be on the 32nd floor of the hotel, and when they start to look down the hall, Campos can be heard saying, Hey, you guys, the direction on shooting is probably the peephole, so look out for that. Is he shooting down this way, one of the officers asked? He was. That's how I got shot, Campos replied. Hmm. According to the timeline of the shooting, Campos arrived on the 32nd floor around 10 p.m. on October 1st, 2017, with the intention of investigating an alert of an open door and a guest room down the hall from Paddock Suite. He then called security dispatch to report the blocked door at 10.04 p.m. and was shot by Paddock at 10.06. The first two police officers to enter the 32nd floor, who are presumably the officers featured in the body camera footage, did not make it to the floor until 10.57. Approximately 42 minutes after Paddock is said to have fired his final shot out of his hotel room window at a nearby concert festival. Given the fact that they did not know if Paddock was still alive or if he planned to continue the shooting rampage, the idea that Campos and the two other men who were standing with him appeared to be nonchalantly waiting several feet down the hall from where a man was just caught shooting out of his hotel room door is absurd. In addition to the ever-changing story surrounding what Campos experienced and where he was during the shooting, there is also a number of questions about where he went in the aftermath of the massacre and why he has only appeared once following the shooting in a bizarre interview on The Ellen Show. As the Free Thought Project reported, Campos was never registered to work as a security guard, and his, <laughs> just days after the shooting, he made a strange trip to Mexico, even though he was reportedly the only witness to the largest mass shooting in modern U.S. history, and at the time, police claimed they were looking for a possible second suspect. Watch the body camera footage below. So, I'm going to pull this up on YouTube. We found the other video so far, yeah. so we should be able to find this one. Jesus Campos. Oh, you're missing the J. Oh, shit on me. I don't have to right now, but maybe later, dude. Okay. Well, whenever you got to go, let me know. <laughs> Met by police after shave. <laughs> Ooh. Did this one get removed? Interesting. It's always interesting when videos are no longer there. Yeah. All right. Well, let me play it on my phone. Maybe I can't see it. Uh, yeah, it's only fifty-two seconds long. Can you see it? Here, hold it by your mic. No, it's audio's coming out of the top. Uh, 
Um, the data also said ten two at five seventeen. Isn't that weird? So all of these fucking body camera footage things are off by a day and several hours. It would be well. This happened at eleven o'clock at night, right? Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. So there's seven or eight hours of difference off. Yeah. Well, that would also be enough time to regroup and get your actors in place to film this shit too. Mm-hmm. But don't want to go that route because it's a touchy subject, you know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um. There's a lot weird about that Jesus Campos guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that other security guards that work there never fucking seen this guy, never heard of this guy, never yeah. whatever. Uh, the fact that he shows up on Ellen in some with his handler. There's no reason for that guy to be there. Let him fucking do his interview. Why is that guy there? Why does that guy answer all the questions for him? You know what I mean? Really weird. Why is he going to Mexico right after this fucking shooting? Right. If I was involved in something, they wouldn't let me out of the fucking country. Cause, Scroll down some. What else do we have on him? Because, uh, you know, maybe it's this one. This is the video right here, isn't it? Yeah. Play it again. None of we can hear I it. I must have scrolled right past it. Didn't even notice it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. We had to hear it a little better, too. These guys are approaching. They don't even seem concerned. No, they don't have their guns drawn or nothing. I don't know. I don't know if it's a pellet or a... So he's got his left leg exposed, but he was shot in the right leg. It kind of looks like the same guy, but not really. The glasses are the only thing that's similar. It's a shitty video. It is. But it says right on there, this is from the October 1st mass shooting, but yet the date says 10-2. I want to go back to where they... Is that the same guy? I mean, it doesn't really I could like put him. glasses like that on anybody, and they give yeah, them a re- little bit Rewind of... it a little bit more so we can see him full... Because I didn't see his leg or nothing. Not that it's a really huge, huge deal. It's got skinny white legs for being Mexican. Oh, he's right there leaning up. Yeah, his left leg. Okay, I see. So he's got the left leg rolled up, but yet he got shot in the right leg when he was on Ellen. Yeah. That doesn't add up, bro. Uh In the back of the leg, he's pointing. There's nothing there. There's nothing indicated. At least in this video, you can't see anything. No. Pussy. Even if he did get shot, he's a pussy. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck is suicide shots? Is that, is that something else you had to talk about? Uh, not yet. But here's my next one. Uh, 911 call reveals Mandalay Bay security staff's reactions during last year's active shooting. 911 call audio from the night of the shooting reveals that there may have been more going on inside Mandalay Bay than authorities have suggested. A call was placed by a security dispatch officer who was working inside Mandalay Bay at 10.14 p.m. on the night of October 1st. Uh, I hate when they repeat the same fucking thing. The call was placed nine minutes after the shooting had started. 
Sorry, I skipped over where they have to repeat. Repeating 58 it, yeah. people are under yeah. 500. While on the line, the well-composed private security officer told an emergency call center operator who identified herself as Rupert 15952 that the gunfire sounded like semi-automatic rapid fire, which appeared to be coming from the end of the hall from room 32135. Additionally, the officer confirmed with the operator that two of his managers had posted up in the stairwells located above and below the 32nd floor where the shots were reported to have been originated from and described that the shooter's room as being barricaded. Uh, three minutes into the call, it becomes apparent to the officer that there was also a second active shooter in the high-limit crystal room located on the casino level. However, when security scanned the cameras during playback, security personnel realized that they only had managed to catch a long shot of the guy ducking as he passed by. Nevertheless, a response team did report smelling gunpowder in the air. At 10.11 p.m., 11 minutes after the hour, a security officer on the 32nd floor in the 200 wing who had one additional officer with him radioed in to command to report that they saw two Metro police officers, which, according to LVMPD's Force Investigation Team report, were officers Varson and Hendricks. However, the LVMPD FIT report suggests that Metro officers were on the 31st floor at 10.16 p.m. and mentioned nothing about them being on the 32nd floor, as the 911 call audio implies, which contradicts the timeline of the actual 911 call, which is time date stamped down to the 60th of a second. The following is an excerpt from the FIT report. Uh, approximately 22.16 hours, LVMPD officers Varson and Hendricks, along with Mandalay Bay security officers, made entry into the stairwell on the 31st floor. At 11.19 p.m., Security personnel relayed over the radio that he and another officer were with officers Varson and Hendricks, who were both on 32100, armed with long rifles. Keep in mind, this is at 10.19 p.m., just four minutes after all shooting had reportedly stopped, and a four-man team was already on the floor. What floor were they on? Um, So why did it take SWAT an additional hour to breach the room? Yeah, it's a long time. Remember, according to the FIT report, the first breach... 32135 happened at 11:20 p.m. and the second 32134 at 11:36 despite the fact that two guests staying at Mandalay Bay on floors 21 and 33 both reported hearing an explosion around 11:32 which again contradicts the official narrative uh, at approximately 23:20 hours the strike team conducted an explosive breach into room 32135 and made entry the strike team reported Paddock was down from an apparent self-inflicted uh, gunshot wound to the head Approximately 23, 26 hours, the strike team made a second explosive breach from inside room 32135 into room 32134 uh, through the connecting doors. Immediately after the explosive breach, an LVMPD SWAT officer negligently fired a three-round burst from his rifle. The rounds fired from the SWAT officer's rifle struck a chair, an entertainment center cabinet, and a wall. After the strike team finished rendering rooms 32134 and 32135 safe, the scene was secured until investigative personnel arrived and assumed control of 32nd floor. Can somebody please explain what the hell SWAT was doing for another hour? 10.26 p.m. 911 call operator Rupert 15952 reports that she was connected with an officer via landline who confirmed that there was, in fact, three shooters on the 32nd floor. 10.28 p.m. Security officer who is on the line with 911 receives a call from his significant other, who he referred to as Babe. Unnecessary. 10.29 p.m., security officer says there is an active shooter, possibly terror-related, but it's not confirmed. It's terrorist-related, but three shooters so far. But the information is not verified, though. We supposedly have three shooters up on the 32nd floor, multiple casualties. 
Possibly one officer shot in the head. We don't know if it's security or Metro yet, but we're verifying. Three shooters. And who got shot in the head, supposedly? I don't know. 10.30 p.m. 911 operator reveals it's a Metro officer with a gunshot wound to the neck. 10.33 p.m. Security was called to the 28th floor by a hotel guest for an unknown reason. So there's that. That's weird, too. Who's going to call the security? Uh, can you go to the 28th floor? Why? Just go there. We got a call. Just go there. It's unknown. Just go there. What? Yeah. They wouldn't go there without knowing what the fuck's going on. No. Uh, let's see. Make sure. Okay. A little bit more on Vegas. Are you vegas out yet? No, no, I I won't ever be because I want to know what the fuck happened. Yeah. Um, headline. It's a movie script. FBI insiders reportedly expose official Vegas narrative as entirely false. Have I gone over this one with you yet? No. Okay. I say I don't know. I've had... No. I have all this stuff, and I... Okay, damning information has allegedly been reported by FBI insiders who claim that the official narrative about the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history is a fiction perpetuated by law enforcement to keep Americans ignorant as to what really happened in Vegas. The report comes from True Pundit, who claims to have been contacted by several FBI insiders and high-ranking intelligence officials who are making the bombshell claims. Quote, it's a movie script that was written after shooting after the shooting to rewrite what really happened, end quote. One FBI agent said, according to the media outlet, quote, the investigation is an entirely different story that we are not allowed to talk about. If we do and get caught, we get fired and probably charged criminally, end quote. According to the report, the entire premise of the shooting, as in Stephen Paddock Act alone, is completely false. As True Pundit reports, after months of Corporate-infused spin by MGM Resorts and outright lies from officials in the FBI and the Las Vegas Metro Police Department, federal agents and intelligence officials are spilling the beans about what really happened on and before the October 1st massacre. According to the FBI officials, as reported by True Pundit, the following jaw-dropping cover-ups. Are you ready for these bullet points, Dave? Oh, I've been waiting. All right. Uh, when FBI brass was provided with forensic evidence of multiple gunmen, they told agents to stand down and focus on Paddock only. Even a key internal audio captured by a hotel guest of multiple rifles firing from Mandalay Bay went ignored, covered up. The next one. When FBI brass was provided the names of persons of interest who likely assisted Paddock, agents were instructed not to interview the individuals. One would-be target was never pursued despite pleadings from intelligence officials and agents that he was possibly the second shooter. Here's the next one. The FBI uncovered specific evidence showing that Paddock was anti-Trump and had an affiliation with Antifa, though he never was divulged to the public, although though it never was divulged to the public, and agents did not follow such leads per orders of their superiors. Wasn't uh, he? Didn't he have like a make uh, Make America Great Again shirt? Or hat? No. Or was that his brother? No, neither one of them. I thought I, thought I saw one of those. No, that's Obama's brother. Oh, yes. Okay. It's way different. Yeah. Situation. Well, we do so many things and they get intertwined sometimes. Sorry. Uh, when FBI brass was given evidence that the shooting was possibly linked to Antifa radicals working with an ISIS-linked terror faction, including the full identities of some of the suspects with ties to both radical groups and at or near Mandalay Bay, the night of the deadly shooting, agents were never instructed to follow up on the investigation and pursue the suspects. 
When intelligence officials approached the FBI and LVMPD with external evidence that Paddock was only one member of an organized terror cell, which included as many as five gunmen who planned to fire from the Mandalay Bay suite, the compelling evidence was covered up, never pursued. When FBI brass was provided with forensic evidence that Paddock's death was not a suicide, the intelligence was never pursued by the FBI and LVMPD. FBI sources said Paddock suffered two gunshots. His autopsy report only details a single bullet to the head. FBI sources maintain Paddock's autopsy was doctored and is a fraud. When an ISIS-linked businessman from Turkey was pinpointed in the investigation and found to be residing near Las Vegas at the time of the shooting, FBI agents were not instructed to follow up and pursue intelligence leads showing possible links to the massacre. FBI and intelligence officials believe Paddock and associates chose to strike the Las Vegas country music concert with over 22,000 people because they likely supported President Trump. FBI agents said they were instructed to keep with the, that key motive quiet, too. When MGM refused to share CCTV footage from Mandalay Bay, FBI agents were threatened by superiors that any whistleblowers divulging such revelations to the media would lose their jobs. The FBI still has never been provided all the camera footage from the Mandalay Bay, FBI agents said. When FBI agents and agents from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives informed FBI bosses that Paddock didn't start buying dozens of guns until after Trump's election, they were told to keep that fact quiet and shrouded. When FBI agents followed up on ABC News report that Paddock wired $100,000 to the Philippines shortly before the rampage, they confirmed the report was untrue. Instead of disputing it, FBI bosses embraced the false story, saying it helped build the narrative that Bureau that the Bureau was constructing about Paddock. FBI agents believe the story was planted with ABC by their superiors. While some of these points attempt to paint a partisan motive for this attack, it is important to remember that all sides would love to use Paddock to, to blame the other guy, and this should not lead to the creation and hatred of stereotypes, nor should it be used to divide Americans. If it turns out that Paddock was indeed anti-Trump, then this should not be used to de demonize others who are also opposed to Trump. Anything outside of a thorough investigation to seek the truth is an insult to the victims and their families. Those who would attempt to use this tragedy for personal or political gain are no better than those trying to cover up the truth. According to True Pundit, Monday's report is one of many they will be releasing that will contain all the information given to them by the FBI and intelligence sources. So there's that. Wow. Um, we went over the the phone calls, right? That one... Yeah, all the different now one calls. Yeah, yeah. We covered that one. I, I'm just going up the uh, going up the chain here, mm -hmm. making sure that all of these are okay. This one appears to be. Uh, let's see. I think we've covered all the so, rest. Yeah. It, who was Antifa again? Isn't that the people down in South anti, Carolina? Anti-fascists. Aren't they the ones down that we're going to do? The, they're uh, everywhere, dude. They're, they're not yeah, but just... Oh, you're talking about that one yeah. uh, with the statue and the person that got ran people over? Yeah. Wasn't that Antifa? And that was wasn't... Antifa protesting people protesting, I think. And weren't they... <laughs> weren't they going to... Uh, Start a war or something like that on some day, like on a Saturday. weren't they going to start some fucking war or some shit too? Remember that? Who knows, dude? Um, I'm trying to find that one you're talking about. 
I think it was Charlottesville. Yeah. I think that's the one where people got ran over. Yeah, I think so. Antifa is um, anti-fascism protesters, and they're like skinheads, white power and shit like that or something. Nice. I don't know. What was your question? I was trying to figure out if, because Antifa does protesting and shit, they didn't, other than running people over, which allegedly didn't happen. Um, what, uh, what would, the, what would, I don't understand how he could be a part of Antifa because they don't do mass well, they, shootings and shit. Supposedly right after this happened, they found, um, anti or uh, Antifa, uh, pro Antifa material in the room. Mm. That's where that whole Antifa okay. thing came in. That's, that's the only part that like kind of links him to Antifa. It's not like they had him at a T- Antifa protest right. or anything, but there was supposedly there was a bunch of uh, pro-Antifa documents and things in the room or whatever, and then supposedly there was also ISIS, pro-ISIS things in the room. Uh, but now, a lot of that's been covered up, and, and the fact that I, ISIS came out and said this was, we're behind this attack, this is our attack, this is our guy who did this, or these are, this, this was our attack. Well, they came out and fucking admitted it, yet right. our mainstream media doesn't acknowledge that, and neither does the FBI, at least publicly, and neither does the LVMBD, at least publicly. If you have a group admitting they're behind it, run with it. Yeah, okay. Except then it would be a terror attack, not a lone gunman, which means everything's a lie then. Yeah. Didn't you say a long time ago the reason why that concert was... Uh targeted was because they he thought they thought they'd be all trump supporters well yeah country listeners i mean yeah you said that typically a long time ago. country not saying all country listeners people like country music are fucking trump's not saying that but if you were to go to that crowd at a country concert we're talking country american flag america mm-hmm. trump you know it's it's that whole idea of right. that you shoot them people that, that are supposed Trump supporters. It's, it, they, they wanted that narrative as part of this part yeah, of it. Of course. Well, I still don't think that has anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I think it, I, I, oh, I think it, okay, I shouldn't say it has nothing to do with it. I think that's the thing. Because in my opinion, this was a, there was 50 things going on at once. Mm-hmm. And, that's why it's so hard to pinpoint one thing because our minds, and when I say our, me, you, the common person, it's easier for us to understand that the, the goal was one thing. Mm-hmm. And that was this guy wanted to just kill as many people as possible. The one thing. No. That may be true if he actually got a fucking shot off and he right. actually was anti-Trump and he was target, if that's what it was. But... If you have ISIS claiming responsibility, there was a gun deal going down. Why were so many FBI agents a hotel away, like yeah. two blocks away? The whole hotel was FBI agents days beforehand, like they were just waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have these weird connections with inside the Mandalay Bay building. The Mandalay Bay is three hotels names within one particular building, and one of them being owned by a fucking 
Saudi Arabian or some prince or some shit like that, with all these ties to fucking ISIS and terrorism, there's too much weird shit. Right. I'm sorry. None of it may have anything to do with anything, but there's a lot of weird stuff. And then all these shooting up and down the fucking strip that just isn't being acknowledged. There was a lot more going on than just one fucking lone gunman. Mm-hmm. Anybody that believes it's just him is insane because you can't. You, I, I don't. I have a hard time wrapping my mind around random people. But maybe there's a theory behind this. Up and down the strip, reporting gunshots at all these other fucking hotels. Ironically, coming in timeline wise in the right order as though somebody was driving, driving up the, road, the right. fucking strip shooting. It's not like it was a call a mile down the strip, then a call out the other end, and then a call mm-hmm. in the middle. And then it's not like it's like the calls were coming in as you would have them moving up the fucking strip. Right. So unless you placed people or had people calling saying they were at certain locations and they're supposed to call at a certain time to throw off, mm-hmm. that could all be part of it. Maybe all these calls were the same fucking people sense, calling it, in, acting as though they were shooting going up and down the strip or up the strip at a certain time. So, like, you're given a job, Dave. At 10.26, you're supposed to call in 911 and say there's a shooting at Paris. Mm-hmm. Because at 10.25, somebody else is calling in saying there's a shooting at Planet Hollywoods while you're moving up the strip. And you're just one little piece of this whole bigger thing. Right. But then, th- then you'd say... Well, how could you have so many people in on something? I don't know, dude. Look at 9-11. This is the same fucking argument they, they say that, yeah. well, if you were going to do all that, all these people would know. All the firefighters would know. Not all these people knew. So then you go back and say, all right, well, these 9-1-1 calls, it's not the same person calling in because we have mm-hmm. the audio, unless right. they re-recorded everything. But if, if what are these people calling in and reporting, hearing, or seeing? You wouldn't randomly just be in Vegas here a mile down the fucking strip that there's a shooting at a at a concert and say, oh, you know it would be a good idea? Let's call 911 yeah. and, and let's fucking say there's a shooting here now. Yeah, I'm going to get in Who on this action. Who the fuck does that? I mean, not saying it's not impossible, but the other thing is if it was going to be done as a joke, it would be dudes, not chicks. All these 911 calls are chicks. Mm-hmm. Now we do have three random chicks that are supposedly check into a fucking room with this guy that... We've weren't got they, no. Weren't they hookers? Well, that's assumed. There's dildo found in the fucking oh, that's right. bag and shit. Yeah. Like, there's how many weird little pieces? I, I don't know, dude. You would need like eighteen walls of of like the, the information, the marker board of, of yeah. putting all this shit, and you still wouldn't have a fucking hundred percent clear picture Mm-mm. because there's too many pieces, and that's done by design. We'd have to talk to Stephen Paddock. Yeah. Supposedly he's dead, so. And even, honestly, I don't think he knows, he only knows his piece. Right. And his piece was to sell some guns. He didn't kill himself. Somebody shot him. Yeah, I know. He didn't kill himself. I I firmly believe that. Who are the fucker, who who are, why would you have three hookers on the docket of people staying in your room, Dave? If you went to Vegas to fuck some hookers, why would you put the hooker's name? You wouldn't. So these couldn't have been hookers. These had to have been other people he was yeah, involved with in some way. Or maybe the reason we don't know who these women are, maybe these were FBI agents undercover, part of this gun deal think- gone wrong. They were to look like fucking hookers, maybe. 
they were there to do things, whatever, mm-hmm. but they were there. So when yeah, ISIS possible. showed up or whatever, these people doing the gun deal, oh, oh these are just my hookers. They were undercover. They realized because they maybe saw mm-hmm. a wire or something like that. Dude, I'm telling you, there's something else. But why mm-hmm. would you have these names on there? Probably weren't in their real fucking names. So it doesn't matter, you know, what their last names are because Joanna, Katie, and uh, whoever the fuck isn't their real fucking names. Was it like Angie or something like that? They're all fucking generic as female yeah. names. Laura. Yeah, Laura. That's what it was. Katie and Joanne. Yeah. There you go. Or Joanna or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I, I this is fascinating to me, but there's just so much, mm-hmm. and I'm slowly like trying to put it all together because I want to I want to figure this out. I want to come to the fucking conclusion. Obviously, time will be our the biggest thing because as time yeah. goes on, more and more comes out. So eventually, it'll be like nine eleven. We'll never really know fully, but we'll. At least yeah, like we'll to get to a our... point where I think we have the answer and stuff stops. Like there's really nothing coming out now about. 9/11. And that's the thing is we we got we've had our answer for Vegas like four or five different times. We were like, oh we think this is it, and then more shit comes out. We're like fuck. Well then it can't be this 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 this. Well, and this. it adds another little piece. But yeah. I wonder how much of this is that's coming out after the fact that is just bullshit. Like I wonder if these these cop document cams we're releasing it a fucking. Almost a year. Almost. We're, we're coming up on a year later. Mm-hmm. And date and time, all this shit's wrong. How do you know if this was actually filmed at the time? How, what What is the actual timeline? The timeline? How can you yeah, change you, you your timeline yeah. so much? Is it because all your fucking body cam footage is wrong? Well, if that's the case, how bad are you guys? How could it be seven, eight hours off? Right. Every single fucking cop footage everything's off the fucking helicopter that's flying around has the wrong fucking time on it too you notice that when we watched yeah, that that yeah. had the wrong fucking date and time too why why does everything have the wrong date and time that to me tells something yeah it doesn't make sense so in vegas when we give you a camera because you're a cop or you fly this helicopter for the police station or whatever we want you to put the wrong time in mm-hmm yeah, because that makes Who sense. Who the fuck does that? Makes and a lot why of sense. would that happen? You wouldn't, wouldn't. do that because in a court of law, if you have a fucking video footage of a shooting, but it's the wrong date and time, you could a defense could argue that's not my client that shot that person right there. That's a different time. You have him as shooting at this time. Your footage says a different time. That was a different shooting. Mm-hmm. And exactly. then and then he'll reference some weird amendment that doesn't match up, and then all of a sudden the guy got off. You know what I mean? So. Right. The whole thing that if you're doing, if you're law enforcement, I think having all your body cam, all that line up time wise is pertinent and key. The only reason you would have it wrong is simply as like a magic trick. Hey, look over here while I do this over They've here. They've got an eight hour delay to fix shit. Yeah, that's what it appears. You know what I mean? That's crazy to me, Dave. Dude, the whole thing is just fucked up, man. I think all that uh, time stamping shit was added in an end post. I think that's all done as a... Uh, why is nobody asking the Las Vegas Police Department why all their footage of everything has the wrong date and time? 
Google that. See if there's an answer. See because isn't that there. kind of a to me that's a major issue for your yeah. fucking police department. There's a knock on my door. You're asking too many questions, sir. Yeah, it's not going to tell us. It's going to be buried. Uh, I just want to know uh, an answer to why literally every single body camera, every single helicopter Flur imaging. Why well, everything is the wrong times. All right, the very bottom day. right there says some officers turned off body cameras, but if you read it, most of the videos did not have time. Yeah. So then why are all the ones we're seeing have fucking the wrong mm-hmm. date and time? It makes no sense. Let's read this article real quick yeah. and see what it says. All right, some officers turned off body cameras after Las Vegas shooting. In four separate Las Vegas... Oh, Motherfucker. Fucker. <laughs> Uh, in four separate Las Vegas police videos from the night of October 1st shooting, officers are instructed to turn their body cameras off. Why would you instruct your officers to turn the fucking cameras off, for one? There's no reason to. There is no reason to, unless you don't want to get something on camera that could be incriminating uh, and used against you later on. That's the only reason if you're a mm-hmm. cop, Dave, and you're about to beat the shit or fuck yeah. somebody you just pulled over, you would turn your camera off and say, oh, there's an error on the cameras. Records released Wednesday by the Metropolitan Police Department under court order included 28 body camera videos. Most of the videos did not have timestamps, and they varied in length from less than 30 seconds to two hours. Well, how do you just remove the fucking timestamp? Because you think they would have a timestamp yeah. naturally they built should. in, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It seems a little odd to me. Um, Four videos show members of the same police strike team assembling near Mandalay Bay. Officers are waiting. They're waiting, says a male voice off screen. Officers are waiting to get in there. In three videos, a female officer is visible walking down the staging rows. In the fourth, she can only be heard. Uh, Cameras are off. Cameras off. Cameras are off, she says. An officer repeats, camera is off, and each video ends. It is not clear when or why the cameras were activated. One video is... 18 minutes long, one is 20 minutes, and two others are just over a minute each. It is also unclear why the officers were told to turn their cameras off. A request for clarification of Metro's body camera protocol was not answered. Why? You have to answer. That is a question you have to answer, and it can't be a bullshit answer. I I think they should say, if you're going to give me a bullshit answer, in my opinion, you are going to prison. So you give us a fucking logical answer right now. Read that next fucking sentence. The department's body camera policy states that once the body-worn camera is activated, the recording should continue unless there's a reasonable exception. Exceptions include if the event is of a sensitive nature, such as the sexual assault of a child, if the event has concluded prior to an officer's arrival, or if an officer determines the recording must be stopped based on clearly articulable reasons. What the fuck is that? The department's policy also states officers must state the specific reasons they are turning off their cameras before doing yeah, look so. At that. And they didn't. Nope. I'm sorry, but uh... here, let's watch this fucking little video here. <laughs> 
So this is all from different yeah. places within that same. Interesting. Yeah. And how do we even know that's the same night? Night. Yeah. They could have fucking. They could have done that some any time. Yeah, that, that's see, that's the thing. There's no timestamp on any of those. Mm-mm. And if there was a timestamp, all you have to do is zoom it in a little bit once that timestamp's out of the shot. Yeah. And then re-render that video and that's the video you release mm-hmm. it's that's why i was questioning that one where it kept zooming in mm-hmm. and all that it to me it felt like if that shot was wide the entire time because it's a security camera right. shot but then they did a post um zoom in on a certain thing or whatever to take your eyes away from what you were seeing from that wide shot of people running on the ground shooting at them, that would fucking ruin your narrative. So you mm-hmm. have to zoom in, and and ironically, it could be just zoomed in. Right, right. You could zoom it in at any given point, based on editing software. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could do that with shitty editing software. Let alone if these people had. I mean, if there's funding for something like this, you'd have some of the best shit. You could zoom in and fuck with anything and make it seem like somebody's controlling that at yeah, the exact maybe. moment. I don't trust it is all i'm saying Mm -hmm. even if exactly what we saw was exactly what it was i don't trust it if there's a fucking shooting i would have kept that well they should have kept that thing out because Mm -hmm. you don't know what you're going to see why zoom in on a person dying random shit you know what i mean or or whatever keep it wide the entire time you're going to get a better fucking idea of what's happening all around there you'd only zoom in if you're i don't know unless you're an idiot controlling it or in post, you're trying to cover up those fucking four guys off yeah. to the side and that, shooting And people. like I said, if you were going to control that camera, if that was a person, they would scan the whole crowd, not just that one area. Yeah. It's so kind of odd. I agree. They picked that area for a reason. Yeah, because you can't see all the other people. You can't see anything but people running, and it tells a narrative. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fucking, oh, it's frustrating, dude. It is, dude. I always get fired up with this topic, but uh, I guess that's where we'll end it for now. So some more uh, Vegas updates. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Next time, I'll keep compiling them as they come in. That's fine. All right, buddy. See ya.
please subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes, and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. You enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, and spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Hey, fellas. Does your beard itch? Does your beard not grow in all the way? Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today. We've got great beard oils with sensual love. We also include the emotional healing properties and the aromatherapy information with each scent. Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today and give someone the bird. The D2R Podcast Network Hotline, USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. If you call and we're recording, we'll take your call live on the air. If you call and we're not recording, leave a voicemail with your name, the show you're calling for, and we'll play it live on the next show. The hotline is open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Once again, the D2R Podcast Network Hotline, USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. Call today.